Hey dancers, welcome to the show. I'm Julie and I'm your host today on this episode of Broche Banter. In this season, we're talking all about ballet training, specifically for grown-ups. I'll be sharing my philosophy on why ballet should be for everyone, how to train in order to reach a high level in ballet, how adults can actually learn classical ballet technique with fully formed bodies and busy lives, and how we can make amazing changes to the ballet world to open its doors to more adults like us. Together, we're on the path to making ballet mainstream, making it normal to learn ballet as an adult, making it a part of the fabric of our society like cycling, rock climbing, yoga, and martial arts. So come along this ride with me, and let's dance. Before we get started, I just want to say the biggest thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing these podcast episodes with your adult ballet friends, for starting conversations on these topics, and for being here with me on the show. Since starting this season of the podcast, I've received so many amazing messages from adult ballerinas like you, telling me that they had been feeling so alone in their journey of navigating the wild west of adult open programs, feeling stuck in their progress, or sometimes the only adult dancer in their small town. And that even just hearing the podcast episodes helped them feel less alone and more motivated than ever to keep going. Right now, it can feel lonely or frustrating, and it can feel like you're left to your own devices to navigate your ballet journey. You never know who's suffering silently in your ballet classes or in your circles of friends, so sharing an episode with them can help them feel supported in their ballet dreams. You might just be a part of helping someone stick around for just a little bit longer with ballet. So truly, thank you for being a part of this movement, for encouraging your ballet friends, and for paving the way for adult ballet. We are dancers, and there are so many more just like us with undiscovered or unfulfilled passions. All right, so let's get to it. Today on the show, we are diving right into facet number two, the breadth of dancing. This facet is the breadth of vocabulary in ballet how we move our bodies from foot to foot across the floor throughout space, and how we know what we're doing. Within this facet, I say we have four components. Number one, the vocabulary, what the ballet steps are. Number two, the grammar of how the steps fit together. Number three, picking up the combinations quickly in class. And number four, memorizing an excerpt of choreography. So let's talk about what each of these are. First, the vocabulary, the ballet steps. There are about 300 ballet steps to learn. Maybe you could call it more or less, depending on how you count a step versus a variation of a step. But either way, it's a finite number of steps. At a certain point, you've reached all the ways that you can possibly move your legs with external rotation, aka turnout. Within a given step, for example, a tendu or a pirouette, there are two types of things to learn. One is what the step is, which is what I'm talking about here today. And the other is continuing to execute and perfect it. It's one thing to know what the step is and another to execute it with increasing levels of technique. We'll talk about facet number three, depth of technique and how to execute the steps more and more correctly on the next episode. But on this episode, we'll focus on knowing what the steps are. Second, we have the ballet grammar. This is how steps fit together. Just as how English has a structure and certain words do or don't go next to each other, so does ballet. So for example, depending on where you're standing, whether in B+, fifth position on one leg, there are certain steps that would or wouldn't belong next to that stance. Third, picking up combinations. 
This is a special skill that we need for ballet class only, not for the stage, where you can listen to a teacher demonstrate or sometimes only verbalize and do hand gestures, and then memorize the combination quickly to do it right then and there. Yep, this is a skill, just like all the rest of the skills we'll talk about here. In the same way that a sign language translator gets better and better at holding past words while translating the current words, this is a skill that gets better with practice. Much of it, though, has to do with understanding the structure of how the exercises are put together and created. Ballet choreography is not arbitrary, and once you figure out the rules, the memorization here becomes easier. <laughs> Note, I didn't say easy, just easier. Fourth, memorizing choreography. This is different than picking up combinations in class. Memorizing choreography is learning a set of combinations for an exam or learning a variation to study for many weeks or even to perform. This is longer term and has less to do with finding patterns or the structures of ballet class exercises and more to do with repetition and practice for memory. So let's get into it. How to learn these components. Well, the facet of breadth is actually a pretty unique facet in that it doesn't require as much maintenance as many of the other facets do. It's kind of a one and done type of a thing, especially when it comes to the vocabulary and the grammar. Memorizing choreography and picking up combinations quickly does require a bit of maintenance to keep practicing, but the vocabulary and grammar of ballet, not so much. Once you learn the steps, you know them. To be clear, the quote-unquote one in one and done could still take many years to learn all the steps and how they fit together. But one day, you'll find that you've learned all the steps and that you'll know all the common patterns of how the steps go together. In juxtaposition, as we'll talk about in future episodes, you don't check off technique, strength, flexibility, and artistry. These are fluid. Your body is constantly changing, you're working on them every day, and you're never done. Every day you hit the bar and get to work on the technique. You don't check them off. But arguably, you're done learning new vocabulary and new patterns at some point. Just like a language, you can memorize the vocabulary, and once you know it, you don't need to relearn it or even really do any focused practice on it. It's just there. But once you know the words, you can always continue to work on how to make your writing more fluid, more expressive, more concise, or even your handwriting more neat. So how do we teach the vocabulary and the patterns and the grammar? How do adults learn it? This is a really interesting question. And while the answer might seem like it's obvious, I don't think it actually is. I think it's actually a bit more complicated. It would perhaps seem like in adult ballet utopia where the responsibilities of adult life were simpler and you could have a long running class with the same teachers and the same students week to week for a span of many years, you could simply learn the steps from A to Z, spending a few weeks on each step in a neat and tidy order. But I've found from my experience running the Denver studios, which were as structured as close to ballet utopia as possible, that learning vocabulary in a cohorted group setting is still quite challenging. Because the learning process for vocabulary for learning footwork and steps is so vastly different among a group of adults. First of all, beginning ballet as an adult is a way different experience than that of an adult returning to ballet. I've seen dancers return to ballet from 30 or even 40 year breaks, and their body still remembers a pas de bourree and a balancé and the mechanics of a pirouette. It's like music where, even if you haven't heard a song for 10 years, when that song comes on, you can sing along magically, and somehow all the right words come out, even though you don't consciously remember them and you probably couldn't cough them up without the music playing. Interestingly, often we find these two groups of people, the beginner adults and the returning adults, in the same classes. 
I think this is because adults who are returning from a break will want to work back up on their stamina, their strength, their flexibility, and their memorization skills, and a beginner class is a good place for that. But their needs when it comes to this particular facet of learning vocabulary and grammar are so broadly different from the adult beginner. Within this component of breadth, knowing the vocabulary, I'd say there's five levels of quote-unquote knowing a step or pattern. Level one, you've never heard of it. Level two, you know of it. Maybe you remember seeing it. Number three, the mind knows it, but the body doesn't always cooperate. Number four, you're pretty good with it. You can put it together with a combination without too much effort, but you're still thinking about it. And the fifth level, we don't need to think of it anymore. It's just happening. Often, returning adult ballet dancers, returning from a youth of dancing, start around level three. Their mind knows it, but the body doesn't always cooperate. Sometimes, honestly, adults will even come back at a level five. They know all the vocabulary and they're not even having to think of it. But new adult beginners all start at level one. They've never heard of it. How could they have heard of these steps? As I said, this facet of breath is quite unique in that it's a one and done type of a thing. Going through levels one and two of learning vocabulary and grammar is actually quite boring and unnecessary and for the most part unhelpful. Once you've learned what the step is, you're done learning it. Teaching steps and grammar is one of the hardest things to do in a mixed level environment which is in part why I think so many open classes gloss over breaking down the steps and expect you to just fumble along until you pick up the steps. Some things are easier to teach than others in mixed setting. For example, teaching technique to a mixed level group is quite a bit easier because you can challenge the advanced dancers with more advanced technique within any combination. At any point in a dancer's journey, all the way until pro level and beyond, a dancer can continue to learn more from the fundamentals of technique. Simply standing in fifth position, focusing on technique and muscle engagement is a full body workout at any point in your ballet journey. But to spend 20 minutes slowly going back and forth, teaching and going over and drilling and repeating pas de beret with half of your students already knowing that step, those students are going to get rightfully bored pretty quickly and you'll feel the pressure to move on. So when a room has a mixed knowledge of steps, it's really difficult to keep the people engaged and challenged who already know the step while still going slowly enough to help the people through it who are at level one who are learning it for the very first time. Think of a writing class in which half the class was native speakers and half the class was learning vocabulary for the first time. In this writing class, half the class would need to simply drill the vocabulary and learn how to spell the words while the other half can work on putting sentences together. Teaching vocabulary is really challenging in this way because you can't keep everyone occupied while you're teaching and drilling the steps themselves. So there really needs to be a separate place for beginners to learn the vocabulary versus people starting back up again or people who have been dancing for a while who've already learned the vocabulary at that approximate level three of mastery. There's some additional skills needed to learn the grammar too. Even within a group of adult beginners, we have a wide range of starting points. There are many skills required for putting together the vocabulary and grammar. First of all, executing much of the steps and footwork requires being able to balance on one leg and transfer your weight efficiently from one leg to the other. If you've started dancing as an adult, you may well know that this is not as easy as it sounds. Here's how it affects learning your steps. If you're off balance and you're trying to learn a step, 
Your mind will be so consumed with the anxiety of falling over that you won't be able to think clearly about the footwork. Additionally, if you're falling in one direction or another, your body will naturally put your foot down to try to save you from falling, which will make it really challenging to learn footwork. For example, if you're learning a pas de beret, which is three definitive and distinct steps, and you fall over and put your foot down, now you'll be mixed up as to where you were supposed to be within the pas de beret. Or if you do a glissade and you're falling backwards, it's going to be challenging to know where to put your second foot because your natural tendency will be to put it in the back to save you from falling. But in reality, you need to put it in the front. So your balance affects your ability to learn footwork because those natural reaction centers will fire up and mess up your efforts to learn the steps. An adult getting started with ballet who struggles with balance will probably take a while longer to learn the footwork and the grammar and how things fit together than one who doesn't because they're also learning the skill of balancing at the same time. For some, the skill of balancing and transferring their weight might already be at a higher level from a different set of life experiences, such as ice skating or gymnastics, or a longer time spent crawling as a child, learning other dance styles, so that might come a little bit more quickly. To the person struggling with balance, it's probably going to appear that the other people just picked it up immediately and were born natural dancers. But what you didn't see is the behind the scenes work where those prerequisite skills were learned in a different context. Second of all, adults are often coming to a program coalescing from different programs all over the world, all over the country. So what one person knows after one year of dancing is widely different than what another knows after that same year. One school might teach pirouettes in the first year, whereas another might wait two years. To assemble adult ballerinas from different programs into one place is challenging. Third, body dyslexia plays a massive role in the speed of learning new vocabulary when you're talking about a cohort environment. I touched really briefly on body dyslexia in a previous episode and received a flood of messages from dancers who felt understood, so it's worth mentioning again in a bit more detail in this context. So body dyslexia is a term I made up from what I observed with adult dancers, but it's a real thing. This is where a dancer doesn't respond to the same directional cues, such as left and right and up and down. This makes footwork like waltzing and glissades challenging. It makes turning directions and ronde jambe directions difficult to remember. And it also makes sickling and winging of the ankles really challenging to feel. These dancers often need to instead think about moving in relation to themselves, such as backwards or turning around towards your back or stepping lower or down. This dancer though, often has a huge amount of anxiety from years of messing things up and being chastised in class or having teachers get frustrated with them. This anxiety, well, really any anxiety, takes up a huge amount of mental space and causes you to almost black out or blank out. This happens to a lot of us with petit allegro, with pirouettes, with point work, with fast frappes, where we panic that we won't get the steps right or that anxiety creeps in. It's this anxiety that makes it impossible to use that incredibly powerful tool in your head to help you. So for this dancer, they need a very patient environment with a teacher willing to experiment with different language and cues with zero frustration. This dancer also needs cues to remain calm, to keep breathing, keep the mind present and focused in order to actually think clearly. These dancers will often report that they're overthinking it and they just need to let it flow in order to get the steps. But that's not often what they actually need. 
We need to think thoughts like step left, step right, turn behind yourself, finish facing the corner. Your amazing brain will help you through learning and mastering the steps, but where overthinking comes in is really the racing and panicking thoughts. Step left, or no, wait, I step right. Ugh, I can't figure it out. You're wrong. You won't ever figure this out. You're getting it wrong. You're messing it up like always. Why can't you figure this out? It's not even that hard. We need to train the mind not to think like that, to think clearly about what to do step-by-step step without panicking that you're messing it up. Fourth, body awareness is vastly different between adults. Proprioception is the technical term for this, the ability to internally know where your body is in space. Several factors impact this, such as hypermobility and very flexible joints, pregnancies that can cause changes to those deep core muscles, skipping the crawling phase as a child, vertigo or other balance issues, ankle sprains, scoliosis, car accidents, surgeries, and more. Adults starting with less proprioception will have a harder time knowing which foot to step on next because they'll be less aware of which foot is in the air or where that foot is exactly to step on. Knowing which arm goes up can also be really complicated. And lastly, if the dancer has a very strong pattern recognition skills or has ever learned a second language, sometimes picking up patterns, reversing combinations, and putting together the grammar of ballet will come a little bit easier. Not to mention, some people have a higher tolerance for feeling lost, whereas others strongly dislike the feeling of being a hot mess and prefer to take the time to organize themselves. So all in all, in a group and a mixed group of adult dancers, there are so many additional skills to learn in order to master vocabulary and grammar. Kids surely have differences too when they come to ballet class from the beginning, but for adults, these gaps become quite a bit wider as we fork off in our life experiences and over many years will cause these gaps to widen. This means that a room full of quote-unquote beginner adults is actually a group starting from very different levels and which will progress at very different rates. In all cases, we need to learn all these other skills of balance, coordination, spatial direction, pattern recognition, and calm mind. It's just a matter of if we're using ballet to learn them or if we've already learned them in another way. My point is, no one skips learning these skills. It will just affect how long it takes to reach different levels in ballet, whether we are learning these things in ballet class or if we've learned it elsewhere. As you look around the room, don't compare yourself to the progress of another dancer. You all have the same skills to learn. It's just that you might not have seen your classmates learn some of those skills in front of your eyes. So let's change gears away from the vocabulary and grammar, and I wanna to touch base on the last two components of this facet. Let's talk about picking up the combinations in class and memorizing combinations for longer-term projects or performances. These really are two different types of memory. Let's start with picking up combinations in class. For any of the musicians out there, this is more similar to sight reading in that it's a very different skill than working through the same piece for a long time. Or for people who wait tables, this is like if you forgot your pen and paper and you have to remember the order long enough to get back to the kitchen and relay it. It requires you to be able to think quickly, adjust to quick changes and anticipate what's coming next, and really hold a bunch of information in your head while having to think of other things like music and technique. But what helps the most here is picking, in picking things up quickly is understanding the grammar of ballet, the patterns and the structures of how it's put together. The way ballet class is structured, the way the combinations go, they're not arbitrary. What we're doing at bar, the order of the exercises, how the steps go in a certain order is really methodical during class. And we want to be able to recognize patterns in that choreography and understand how the combinations are put together so that we can understand more and memorize less. I'll give you a quick example here. 
Combinations are most often structured in sets of eight counts. For example, a tondu combination is often 32 or 64 counts, with another set of 16 to 32 counts of stretches at the end. For example, a 32 count combination, we could think of this as four sets of eight. So if we had one pattern that took eight counts to complete, for example, three tondus and a demi-plié, we could repeat that pattern en croix and end up with 32 counts. Now we don't have 32 counts to memorize, but instead we have a single eight count pattern to memorize. And then secondarily, we're memorizing the directions to apply that pattern to. So we're doing that single eight count pattern en croix, front side, back side. There are some auxiliary skills that we can practice and want to kind of reach in order to help with this. So one is being able to recite the structure of ballet class. If you're finishing tendus, you wanna know what exercise is most likely to come next. It's the same every class. You want to be able to take a single piece of choreography and apply it to the en quad directions, as I just mentioned with that tendu combination. You want to be able to reverse the combination, either front to back at the bar or left to right in the center. You want to be able to get lost and know how to pick it up again. You want to be able to maintain focus during the combinations to think clearly during fast combinations and manage any of that internal chatter in your mind to keep the mind clear, calm, focused, and ready to help you. And to take it to the next level, being able to design a bar combination is a great way to solidify your understanding of the patterns as well. The facet of musicality, which we'll talk about a little later in the season, can also really help with memorization. When you reach a high level of musical understanding, you'll be able to listen to any song and know what count it is. So if you got lost, you would know when count one was in order to be able to pick back up again. Ultimately here with memorization and vocabulary and grammar, our goal is to have the combination become secondary so our mind can think of other things in order to free up mental space to work on other facets such as technique, artistry, port bras and more. Knowing the combination will eventually need to fade away from being the dominant thing you're having to think about in class. As with everything we've talked about, there are a whole host of skills here that we're learning. Some of us learn these with ballet as the catalyst, others learn it before the ballet studio. You can even practice outside the studio with meditation and mental focus work. You can practice with memory games. You can do pattern recognition with Sudoku or logic puzzles, or you can even try to learn a second language. Whether you learn these types of things elsewhere or you learn them in the ballet studio, we all have to learn them. And finally, that last little component of memorizing longer combinations or choreography. Especially with choreography versus class exercises, there aren't quite as many patterns or as rigid of a structure as class combinations have, so much of this is practice and repetition to really get the movements into your mind and body. Writing the combinations down is also extremely helpful to helping your mind focus on the transitions, the footwork, and the port bras details. And a very popular and common tactic is to go to bed visualizing yourself going step-by-step through the movements and choreography to help your mind memorize and grasp the steps. All right, we've gone deep into the details of the facet of breadth. We've talked about the vocabulary, the grammar, picking up combinations, and memorizing choreography. So what are you getting in adult ballet programs? What are you getting in class, and what should you seek outside of class to reach your goals? Well, most adult Open drop-in programs focus only on one individual component of this whole facet of breadth, which is picking up the combinations quickly. They generally expect that dancers are already at levels three to five of knowledge of the vocabulary, don't explain the grammar and the structure, nor do they practice memorizing choreography for a longer period. Why is this? It's complicated. 
As I mentioned in an earlier in the episode, covering levels one and two of vocabulary and grammatical structure of combinations in a mixed level class is really dicey when you're trying to keep a whole group happy. It's quite boring for people who already know these things, so it's a safer bet to just assume people are there already and unfortunately let the newcomers fumble until they pick it up. Additionally, it's actually a pretty specific skill to be able to teach footwork to someone who's at level one of knowing a step that they've never heard of it, especially when there are people in class with different learning styles. For many ballet teachers who've been doing ballet their whole life, to break down a step into its micro components can be really difficult. Think of it like this. If you've been doing ballet your whole life and you've only ever been trained to teach kids who already know the steps, then translating those teaching skills to beginner adults who don't know the steps isn't actually always an easy transition. Like I'd have a really hard time teaching English to someone who didn't know it. It's just so ingrained. As for going over the grammatical structure, again, I think this is one of those things where if you've been living and breathing ballet, it'll feel so obvious to you that you might not even think to stop and point out that combinations are in sets of eight or talk about the methodology of how to reverse something or explain the different encore patterns. And why don't they focus on the longer term choreography? Well, the nature of an open program means you have different people coming week to week. So if you keep the same combination over many weeks, new people coming in and out will cause you to recover a lot of material. But on the other hand, wrangling your group of people to come to much longer than a three to six week series is pretty difficult. Many programs that last for longer than that will see a high attrition rate in the latter weeks. We know it, life is complicated for adults. So therefore, teaching only this one hyper-specific component of the breadth facet results in an interesting level gap and drop-off point. The dancers who come in not knowing the steps will feel pretty befuddled on that first day, and many of them just drop out immediately and don't come back. But those who do muddle through and manage to piece together what's going on will reach a point where they will get bored and they'll feel like they've plateaued. This is that three-year drop-off point that we see among advanced beginners that I mentioned in an earlier episode. Here's why it happens. Once you're done learning the combinations in your adult open classes, it's going to feel like you're quote-unquote done with that level, and you'll get bored pretty quickly. Remember, revisiting and continuing to practice the same vocabulary and patterns without also having a technical layer to dig into is pretty boring. So the dancer braves the gap to the next level and gets started on new higher-level steps and patterns. But in this case, they've often missed the technique as it's not often taught in open programs. The most ideal path is to learn the vocabulary and patterns of a given level, master the steps in the grammar. Now the mind is cleared of thinking of the combination and free to think of other things. That's the time to layer in technique. What muscular cues should you be giving your body? How can you engage your rotators to hold your standing leg turnout? How can you keep your posture even during fast combination? What are your fingers and toes doing? Once the combination takes a back seat, that's when we can turn our attention to technique, artistry, and improving in all the other areas. We should spend time layering those in before we go back to that mental state of confusion over the steps. You see, working on breadth and depth are mutually exclusive. Each of them take up a lot of mental space. So once we have mastery of some breadth, then we can work on some technique, but we can't do them both at the same time. But again, if this technique isn't layered in, then the boredom will have you seeking out the next thing to work on, which in the absence of the other facets will simply be more breadth. After a while of learning breadth, the more advanced steps won't actually be successful without the technique. Pirouettes won't be landed, legs won't go any higher, soda shahs and split leaps won't split. And that's where we get this common three-year drop-off point of adult ballet dancers. The dancers know what to do. They can keep up in class. 
but their body and muscles haven't learned how to do it. The dancer gets frustrated, maybe assumes that they can't learn these things because they haven't so far. They keep going to the same class and they see no progress. So they leave ballet. So what's the solution? I know you're itching for one at this point, but stay with me while I keep laying out the facets. I want you to have a really solid lay of the land. I want you to deeply understand with me the challenges with how the adult ballet world is what it is and why I don't think the solution is to make it exactly how kids are trained. In the meantime, I'll leave you with a little bit of hope. If you learn things in the wrong order, will you get permanent bad habits and be forever lost? If you're in one of those classes where you're only getting breadth and no depth, do you need to give up now and quit forever? Well, if you've been following me for any length of time, surely you know that my answer is no, not all is lost. To be honest, I've seen it all, ranging from all extremes. I've seen dancers who knew every step in the book, but didn't even know that there was technique to be learned or that they should be thinking about muscle activation. And I've seen dancers who were trained as children, working on technique exclusively for years before being able to layer in any kind of breadth of step. I've seen self-taught dancers who learn from videos, and I've seen dancers who were too afraid to practice on their own and only ever dance with a teacher present. And I've seen it all work. So as much as us black and white ballerinas want a definite answer and like to know the right and wrong way, the answer is truthfully that as long as you pick up all the pieces somewhere along the way, you'll be fine. There are absolutely more efficient ways to go about it, and I'll lay that out as we keep going. But as long as you keep going, keep showing up, know which pieces to seek out, and seek them all out, you'll get where you want to go. I have no doubt. So next week, we'll dive into facet number three, depth of technique. This is going to be all about how to take a step that you know and execute it with more and more technique, more and more execution. So until next time, happy dancing. Thanks for listening today, dancers. Before we head out, please make sure you leave us a review or just a five-star rating. It really does help us out and help us reach more ballet dancers like you. For more adult ballet, you can follow our studio on Instagram and Facebook at Broche Ballet. You can follow me on Instagram at Julie the Ballerina, or check out our blog and YouTube channels for more content. You can even dance with us in our online studio with daily live Zoom classes and our on-demand library. I'm Julie Gill, and this was Broche Banter.